the reason that the firm exists is we're trying to get people to the best place financially for them. I'm an entrepreneurial guy. I really love this concept of somebody has an idea for a product or service that's going to add value to somebody else or some organization in the world. They take a risk and they go out and offer that to the market. And if it's successful, it's mutually beneficial. It adds value to their customer. It's personally economically beneficial. That thing right there just fires me up in general. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end -end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street, and this week we get to meet Grant Bledsoe. Welcome, Grant. Hello, Gordon. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you. So brief intro on Grant. Grant runs Three Oaks Wealth, a fee-only registered advisory firm that helps clients live their best lives by organizing and optimizing their finances. They offer financial planning and investment management services and act as fiduciaries, meaning they must act in their client's best interests at all times. He also does a weekly podcast called Grow Money Business. So Grant, let's jump into it. Tell us what led to your founding of Three Oaks uh, you've been working in the financial world for quite some time, right? Yeah, um, I'm trying to count up the years in my head right now, but it's somewhere around 15 or 16. I went to business school, got out. I got a really cool job at Charles Schwab. It was institutional trading and portfolio management. Uh, and I can bore you with all the technical details of specifically what we were doing and what that means, if you like. Um, great career there. Worked with wonderful, really smart people on a, on, on a very strong team. I have a pretty strong entrepreneurial spirit. And as I cut my teeth in that role and started to understand how the industry was put together, you know, there are a lot of financial advisors, financial planners, wealth managers, whatever people want to call themselves across the country. These days, it's somewhere around 300 to 400,000. The vast majority of them are not set up in a way that I would suggest people look for in general. And it seemed pretty obvious to me that if you're just in general, looking for help with your stuff, trying to squeeze the most juice out of your resources and set yourself up for financial success in the future, whatever that means to you personally, you want somebody who's required to act in your best interest. You want somebody who's going to charge you a fair and reasonable price. And you want somebody with skills and competence and credentials and education. And by and large, uh, most of the industry is not set up that way. They're, they're not compelled to be fiduciaries, as you mentioned. They're not compelled to be um, uh, transparent in their pricing. And so I resigned in 2014 to start Three Oaks Wealth. And as you mentioned, we work with uh, predominantly small business owners in transition uh, and help them with financial planning, wealth management, part, uh, wealth management particularly around uh, those who are getting ready to, to exit their business. Great. So Small business owners, uh, I suppose just about all small business owners should be thinking ahead to the day when they may decide to sell their business or transition, as you said. So even if I'm early in my career running a small business, it's good for me to be thinking, hey, what 10 years, 15 years down the road, whatever, 20 years down the road, uh, if I want to sell the small business, I should be thinking about that now, what's going to create value? And I'm wondering if there's some thoughts you might have on that. We've talked on this show, you know, uh, we tend to focus a lot on 
the technology that small businesses use. And one thing we've commented on is how having a strong customer relationship management CRM type system in place helps businesses for the simple reason that it gives them a customer database. And when a new owner comes in, they want to know, can I find out who your customers are and what they've bought in the past? So tell us a little bit about that, about how small business owners can plan for the future, whenever that might be. A light bulb that kind of went off for me is, you know, you're right, regardless of what stage you're at in your personal business, it is really helpful to develop it and think about uh, whatever that end point is for you, right? It looks a little bit different for everybody, but building it, structuring it, managing it with that end in mind is helpful. The light bulb for me that went off is good exit planning is actually just good business planning in general. Right, because the, the the core things that you want to start with, if you've not thought about this at all, and you're thinking you want to walk away from your business in three or four or five years, number one, you want to get your personal expenses out of the business. Right, everybody probably has uh, like their cell phone or maybe an auto lease or or whatever uh, wrapped through the that the business is paying for because it's tax efficient to do that while you're running the business. Well, guess what? Whoever might buy it from you, they're not going to want to pay for your car lease. And so if they're trying to evaluate what the business is really worth, they're going to need to make those adjustments. And that kind of transparency really aids the uh, transaction process in the first place. So that's step one is you get your personal um, uh, stuff out of the business as best you can, even if it means you pay a little bit more in taxes at first. But then you want to package everything up to remove yourself from the business as much as you can. And to your point, a strong CRM system where, you know, your clientele is not a paper Rolodex on your desk. I hope none of our listeners today have that going on still, but you want to systematize everything and get it out of your own head and into some kind of operating manual that somebody else can, can pick up and take and run with. Right. So those, those are two really important early steps in the exit planning process, but guess what? Those are just good business planning steps to take in general, because the more you remove yourself, the more that you can put your, your thoughts and um, systems and workflows and whatever into some kind of system, whether it be CRM or otherwise, the more it, the easier it is to scale and teach other people to do it in the first place. And coincidentally, that's what you need to do to exit successfully anyway. What are the problems or challenges that small business people face that maybe are a little bit unique? You mentioned one which is they need to get their personal stuff out of the business. What else can you tell us about what's unique about small businesses from your perspective? Yeah, and, and, and if I can clarify for just a moment, I think it's great to run your personal stuff through the business while you're operating it. If you're taking those steps toward leaning away from it and getting out of it into your own retirement or into the next business venture, that's when you need to start paring back. But two things that are really common are cash flow and taxes. And so number one, a lot of businesses are structured, most small businesses are structured as pass-through entities. So if you, if you launch a business and you don't do anything, you don't set up any formal operating structure, I'm sure you've talked about this on your show in the past, you have a sole proprietorship. And if you have a partner, then you have a partnership. A lot of people like to form LLCs because it's a great way to mitigate risk. There are also tax benefits of either incorporating as an S corporation or 
If you have an LLC, you can file taxes as an S corporation. Well, here's the thing. If you have a business bank account where revenues go into and expenses come out of, maybe you pay yourself in some way, shape or form by taking money out of that account and putting it into your personal account. If it's an LLC, it's, it's an owner's draw. If it's an S corp, then you have to pay yourself a W-2 wage and you might have a, a profit distribution on top of that. Small businesses by and large don't have a whole lot of formal um, cash management, cash planning. And almost everybody that I talk to never really knows how to how and when to take cash out of the business and pay themselves. And so the way that we like to think about it is, you know, you take your service business. If you have your uh, financial plan over the next 12 to 24 months, you probably have an expectation of what your expense profile is going to look like. So most people like to keep somewhere between maybe three to as much as nine months worth of operating expenses, monthly operating expenses in the business account. And an easy way to think about that is if you have an LLC and you have a hundred thousand bucks in the account and nine months, your next nine months worth of operating expenses total 50,000 bucks. Well, anything in excess of 50,000 bucks, you got to take out of that account and distribute back to yourself. That's a pretty easy framework to work. So that's complication number one is how do you manage the cash? When and how do you pay yourself? How does all that fit together? Problem number two is everybody dislikes paying taxes. We have this uh, complication, this nuisance of making quarterly estimated payments. Hopefully you have a good accountant that can guide you on when and how to do that. But because we're not withholding everything that we pay to the tax man through W-2 paycheck. Most of us have to make some form of quarterly estimated payments. Those checks become kind of large in a lot of circumstances. So how do we pay less in taxes? Qualified retirement plans are a really good option for that. Other kinds of company benefits. You have cash in the company account. You defer it in some way, shape, or form into a company benefit for yourself and your employees. There's a lot of other tax, you know, uh, situation specific tax stuff that we can do but those are those are the two main ones we see cash flow planning and and tax management great now your work for small businesses goes beyond investments you've been talking here about cash management uh you also help small businesses i believe i guess the question with things like forecasting and compensation is that in other words you sort of get a little bit more into their operational needs is that correct yeah, yeah. You, you know, the, the, the scope of work we typically have in our engagements, well, let, let me put it this way. Our, the reason that the firm exists is we're trying to get people to the best place financially for them. I'm an entrepreneurial guy. I really love this concept of some, somebody has an idea for a product or service that's going to add value to somebody else or some organization in the world. They take a risk and they go out and offer that to the market. And if it's successful, it's mutually beneficial. It adds value to their customer. It's personally, economically beneficial. That thing right there just fires me up in general. And so I want to assist in that process however, however we can. And so basically what we're doing is trying to help business owners get to the best place financially for them relative to their family, their values, whatever makes them tick and they're trying to do. And so it includes the investments, it includes the financial planning, both, both personally and through the business that, that I mentioned. Um, we don't go a whole lot into the business consulting world at this point. Um, you know, if we're trying to talk business strategy, you know, I have a little bit of experience in that 
regard, but we don't really have a formal mechanism to offer that right now. Okay. It's through the vein of trying to get the owner to the best place for them. Yeah. What about retirement? Uh, don't you do retirement planning? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of our, what's one of the biggest arrows that small business owners have in their quiver in terms of setting themselves up for the future, paying less in tax. Now there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of ways to structure that. Okay. We're in a, you know, very difficult environment now, many would say with, you know, inflation, uh, potentially stagflation, interest rate increases, supply chain problems, labor shortages, even war. Uh, what do you tell small business people now in terms of managing through these times? Do you have any advice? It, it really, this, this part of it really depends on the industry. Um, you know, you have, you have the business operations side of it. How do we, um, how do we continue driving revenue and profits? How do we keep everybody uh, employed? How do we drive success? And then you have the personal side of it too. On, on the business side of it, the, the easiest answer is, we were talking about cash management a few minutes ago. You know, if you're someone, and, and I mentioned the range of three to nine months worth of operating expenses, that's typically where most people are comfortable. Well, if you're someone who's been more aggressive in the past, and you only won't need to keep three months worth of expenses in the bank account and distribute everything else. Well, maybe you slide that up to six months worth of expenses, maybe nine or even more if, if you're uncomfortable about the environment and how that might affect your specific industry and business. Okay, super helpful. So um, we're going to take a 30 second break uh, just to hear a word from our sponsor and be back in uh, just 30 seconds with Grant Blitz. So don't go anywhere. Hello, fellow podcast lovers, Danielle Hayden here. I wanted to kindly interrupt your time to personally invite you to pop over to kickstartaccountinginc.com slash getting started to book a strategy call with your Kickstart Accounting team. If you're working to release money blocks so that you can step into your power and purpose, then this is the right place for you. We're all here waiting to help you to get organized and understand the impact that having regular financial statements will have on your money mindset. The Kickstart team is here eagerly waiting to help empower you. Don't delay, take action right away and start to build momentum. Kickstartaccountinginc.com slash getting started. And we're back with Grant Bledsoe from Three Oaks Wealth telling about how to run your financial side of your small business and some of the challenges you face and moving into retirement and thinking about long-term value. Super interesting conversation. I wanted to ask you, Grant, um, more on the uh, specific side for your business and somebody who may be thinking about engaging you. What does it cost for a small business to work with uh, Three Oaks Wealth? Yeah, so we have, uh, our, our core service is, as I mentioned, financial planning for uh, small business owners in transition. And we have a complexity-based fee because it's a pretty wide, wide swath of people. You have somebody with 50 employees, somebody with two different complexity levels. Somebody with a lot of tax and estate issues uh, uh, is going to take a little bit more of our time than, than others. So, so we have a complexity-based fee. Uh, our minimum is currently $5,000 a year. We don't have a max. Um, but typically for our more complex cases, they'll range somewhere around eight or 10,000 a year. And it, logistically it's paid either quarterly or monthly. 
So we're the way that I, I put it, you know, if you look at, you know, what we do compared to the rest of the industry, we're, we're not the cheapest shop in town, but we're not the most expensive. And trust me when I tell you that you do not want the cheapest if you're looking for <laughs> quality help here. Um, if you're someone who's very self-directed and comfortable and you just need a second opinion, then perhaps that, that could be uh, a good fit. But as we were talking about earlier, there's, there are a whole lot of uh, great professional, great financial planners out there. Um, and everybody skins the cat just a little bit differently. And if you're looking for help with any of this stuff, my suggestion is go talk to a couple different people, get a sense for what their process looks like and how they communicate. And it'll become clear who you're most comfortable with because really it should be a longer term relationship and you should, you should enjoy spending a little bit of time throughout the year with whoever you decide to work with. Turning to the personal side of Grant Bled, so I uh, know you have a family and you love spending time outdoors. What are your favorite outdoor activities? You know, I so I grew up in Alaska and oh. I really like to ski. The problem for me recently, it's not so much of a problem, but uh, I've got three little kids that kind of prevents me from doing that very frequently. Um, they're five, three and 18 months. I've gotten the five-year-old up a couple of times. He's starting to get his feet under him a little bit. So I'm hoping that maybe that'll develop and I can go a little bit more frequently with him. Uh, but right now it all kind of revolves around, you know, what's going on at work. And then every other minute is spent at home with the kids. Um, I, I, I was a baseball player growing up. So I, I grew up in Alaska, uh, went to college to play baseball in upstate New York. And now the five-year-old is aged into Little League. And so I, I get to manage his uh, t-ball team too, which is a lot of fun. Uh, those are those are great years. Enjoy it. And uh, the ski thing, I remember um, my kids are, are kind of grown up now, but <laughs> there's nothing as crazy as trying to get your family skiing with all the boots and the skis and the poles and the falling and it's cold outside. I mean, that is just hilarious. Well, that's uh, that's great stuff. Uh, enjoy that. So what's next for Grant Bledsoe and Three Oaks Wealth? Do you see what's the what's the future planning for the firm? You know, right right now it's it's a pretty small team. It's uh, myself plus two, uh, but we're growing quickly. You know, there's there's a huge need for this kind of advice, and um, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think that there will be more business owners uh, in transition that are going to need this kind of help in the future. And so for us, I I, I plan to continue growing the firm. Um, I'm 38, and I really in, like I mentioned earlier, I, I just get a kick out of being involved in entrepreneurship and a capitalistic kind of process. And I dig what I do. So I plan on doing this for quite a while and, and growing a larger firm. I could see us in the future, uh, maybe expanding our service offering a little bit to getting into some kind of business consulting and core, um, you know, formal valuation, exit planning kind of thing. Uh, right now, we're focusing on uh, you know, the business and personal financial planning, but we don't really have a core you know, exit planning, consulting engagement offering yet. So we, we could get into that in the future. We'll kind of see how it evolves. Um, I'm also cognizant of, I want to be a mile deep and an inch wide. I don't want to be a mile wide and an inch deep because you're, you're not able to help people uh, in the same way and deliver the same outcome. Yeah. makes, makes a lot of sense. And, and I think sticking to this, uh, you know, small business base. And I'm not sure, I don't think we have the tape rolling when you said it, but your customer base, uh, three or four employees up to maybe 30, 40, 50, but, but kind of in that small to 
medium-sized space uh, is where yeah. you play. And I think uh, that, that makes a lot, you know, it's a lot of the country fits that criteria. And you said mostly services uh, as is our uh, listenership as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. How should people get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Uh, you know, we've got a whole bunch of content out there. Uh, you mentioned I've got a podcast called Grow Money Business, where we talk about the financial side of uh, business management personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. I've got a blog. It's called Above the Canopy, where we post those podcast episodes and I, I write periodically, um, abovethecanopy.us. And you can check out our website. It's uh, threeoakswealth.com. Got a whole bunch of stuff on there. If you want to learn more, you can sign up for uh, our newsletter or schedule a call or whatever you want to do. And we're in the process of updating that too. It's going to look really sharp here in about six weeks, I think. Yeah, awesome. Well, Grant, I want to thank you for stopping by. And uh, I really encourage our listeners to check out all those different ways to find you. Uh, It's a fantastic resource that I'm sure uh, many might be interested in availing themselves of. So thank thank you for uh, your time with us today. Yeah, my, my pleasure, Gordon. It's great, great talking to you, and um, I appreciate being on the show. Uh, well, thanks again. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend or colleague to subscribe, and please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, make it a great week.